Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Landy Lodge Podcast, where today we've got the legend Andy Brew up in here. But before we get into that, there are some beautiful people we need to thank, those people being the Sages of the Lodge. One of them is in the chat right now, Orpheus Joshua. But let's list them off. These people, they're the kind people, they donate as little as one gill a month to keep this train rolling because there's no getting off this train we're on. So without further ado, a big shout out to all those people which include YouTube channel members or those that have signed up through Anchor. So here we go. Alex Pamal, David Freeze, Chris and Maria Perkowski, Charlotte Astry, Shane Driscoll, Scott Castellano, Jillian Yason, Corey Barchat, Twilight Blaze, Nick Taborski, Kevin McBride, Henry Rudmatza, Michael Fay, Richard Arnold, Andrew Clay, Brendan Abrams, Gaseous Snake, Orpheus Joshua, Brady Burleson, AJ Wilhite, and Mookie DTRT. 90. If you would like to be a Sage of the Lodge, there is a link in the episode description. But without further ado, and without me yapping it off here, Andy, my man, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> it's going. I'm chilling. Chilling. You You're I'm back in the lodge, here. bro. Back in the lodge. I cannot, I can never escape. It is just a uh, I'm just here all the time, actually, you it's, know, <laughs> with, with the sickos, man. Like <laughs> Hanging with the sickos and the normies. And if, look, yeah. listen, people, if you would do be so kind, please follow Andy Brew. His links are in the episode description. So don't hesitate to do that because, as you've heard millions of times, if you don't follow Andy Brew, I can't do business with you. Clean and simple. This guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, dude, it. we're here to talk about Ansem the Wise. I don't, there's not a lot of Ansem the Wise talk, discourse, theories out there. And not I always. Not a lot of Ansem the Wise stands out there either. Not right? a lot of stands, but to me, dude, I don't know. There's something about this character I've always loved. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into unwrapping that here today, but maybe as like just a brief opening, what are your general thoughts on the character of Ansem the Wise? Oh man, my general thoughts. Yeah, your general thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I love Anson the Wise, dude. Like, for real. Um, I think he's criminally underrated as a character. Doesn't get a lot of screen time, right? Doesn't I would get agree. a ton of screen time in the series. But um, I, I really like his little redemption story, you know? And, like, kind of, you know, it's not really. Again, I say he's underrated because, like, we don't really see a, a lot of, like, his journey on screen. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of people give him, like, a little too much hate. And you know, I don't think he deserves it, you know? So, honestly, I'll be real with you. If I were to make a Kingdom Hearts tier list right now, this might be super controversial. Oh, let's go. Where does he yeah. land? I would, I would put Ansem the Wise... As like a borderline A tier character, <sighs> I don't think he would be S tier. I don't think he'd be S. Not enough he's action B- for S tier. Right, he's borderline A for me though. I kind of sit in that same boat, dude. I don't know. I feel like some of the greatest moments this series has had to offer have actually come through Ansem the Wise. Like, I don't know how many people out there watched Blank Points like three times a week leading into Kingdom Hearts 3, but I know I did. And I just want to say, (laughs) at least as far as Kingdom Hearts 2 is concerned, in my opinion, he's got the best 
death scene in the whole series. His entire speech about how, like, the, re the, the little bit of research he got to do on Sora's heart literally made all of his research irrelevant. All made him rethink absolutely everything. I think there's a, there's a little line. It's like, all my research paled in comparison to that one boy's heart. But anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so cool. I just want to give I a special shout out and a, 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 an RIP, I suppose, to Christopher Lee, who voiced him yeah. in Kingdom Hearts 2. Because look, I don't know. Look, there were a lot of celebrities and big names who did the voice acting in Kingdom Hearts 2. And the series doesn't necessarily need that anymore, but it was a very cool thing back in the day. And, you know, there's a fine line between Mandy Moore phoning it in as Aerith and Christopher Lee, who read cover to cover the entire yeah. script of Kingdom Hearts 2 until he understood it and absolutely yeah. poured his soul into that uh -huh. performance in Kingdom Hearts absolutely. 2. Which to me created, like, I feel like the series always needed its philosopher king, right? I love series that yeah. can fi mm -hmm. find that sort of character because they could deliver so many of the greatest moments for us. And whether I look at Kingdom Hearts 2 where he had that amazing speech, the whole thing in blank points which got me so hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3, and then his whole final scene in Dream Drop Distance where he hid the research and saw his heart and Riku right. showed up. Which I is just cool because at the other uh, whenever like his in his death scene in Kingdom Hearts 2, like you were saying, like the line goes something like, you know, my research pales in comparison to this boy's heart. So it's like, of course, I'm gonna hide like some of the most some of the like the most critical parts of my research in Sora's heart, right? Mm -hmm. I just I think that's so cool. I love it. I think so too. And honestly, people forget how important a character Anson the Wise is to Riku. Like a big part of Riku's journey actually comes through a relationship with Anson the Wise. Again, you see a lot of it in Kingdom Hearts 2 where he does it with Diz. But there's a great moment between the two characters where things come full, full circle. In Kingdom Hearts 2, he asks Riku his name. And what does Riku say? He takes off the hood and says, Ansem. Ansem. Right? It's an honor. Er, Ansem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so ironic, right? It, right. Again, he's the real Ansem. Exactly. Right. But then it comes full circle in Dream Drop Distance where after the whole speech and scene, he goes, oh boy, you know, I never did get your name. And then Riku says, yeah. Riku. Riku. He got his real name. He's asked him his name before, but never got his real name. Right. Um, it's, it yeah. is cool too, because um, it's just like an ironic thing, but like Enchanted Memories, whenever you first meet Diz, it's like, I mean, it's, you know, Ansem the Wise as Diz, right? So like you first meet him, he's actually posing as Ansem Seeker of Darkness, which mm -hmm. is ironic, right? Mm -hmm. Because... It, Ansem Saad, you know, took took his real name, right? It's just, it's just ironic. No, no, there's layers, dude. There's layers. It's a cake with a lot of layers. Um, just so you know, feel free to uh, interact with the chat. At the end of the day, oh, sure. chat, chat's got to know. We'll get to all questions at the end. I can't guarantee we get to them in real time. But homie Anthony here dropped a really good question that I think can uh, get us off to a good start here. Ansem is awesome and still holding too many secrets. What did he see when studying Subject X? Um, that's a very good question. So for those who don't know, the running theory right now is that Subject X is Skulled. As for yeah, what Ansem could have seen or what if his apprentices may have reported on, if I were to guess, Anthony... I don't know. I would think it may have something to do with either the world of fiction or the first or the Keyblade War from Union Cross. 
Skulls yeah. had to be some kind of connection to that or how or time travel. Yeah. Like maybe they were able to see, hey, this person's not from this time. How did they get here? That's just the first things that come off my head. I don't know if anything's running through yours. Well, here's what I was thinking, right? Because I was recently like kind of rewatching, um, you know, uh, that scene. Uh, I was rewatching uh, the scene in Kingdom Hearts 3 where uh, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, finds Ansem the Wise in Aqua. And he's asking about, you know, among the test subjects was a girl. Where did mm -hmm. you put the girl? And then Ansem the Wise is like, what girl? You know, yeah. and so it's like in that moment, it's like, okay, is he like, is he just kind of like, like, is he playing dumb or and, does he really he not know? Or does he actually not know? Because here's the thing. You go and read the reports of Kingdom Hearts 2 and it, it, whenever it, it talks about Ansem actually conducting these experiments, um, you know, he it says that, like, you know, he wanted to he talks about, OK, the Radiant Garden, right? Because that's that's where he's from. You know mm -hmm. that he's he's king over Radiant Garden, right? As 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 it says, um, and so you know there's light here, but where there's light, there's darkness. So that kind of leads him on like this uh, journey of like, all right, well, you know, if I want to create this perfect paradise, let's study the the darkness in people's hearts, and maybe we can actually. He even says in the first in the first secret report of Kingdom Hearts two, it's a uh, we want to make this place like a paradise. I'm kind of mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like along that that same lingo. And it says that Xehanort is the one who volunteered to be a subject. But then it says later on that his apprentices were the ones who uh, they were the ones actually gathering more subjects behind his back. So what I'm what I'm re I've recently been thinking is what if Ansem the Wise actually doesn't know about this girl. Right. Well, like, what if he's genuinely like, what girl are you talking about? Right. Because it was the apprentices who were rounding up and who were doing the experiments on these other subjects. You know, this so, is a, this is a good point. Yeah. So that's kind of and that honestly, that was not that didn't run through my head literally until like today. <laughs> like, as we were like <laughs> thinking about this discussion, as I was thinking about this discussion and like kind of just like doing a little bit of homework and kind of looking into it more like you know what, like, what if he actually doesn't know? But then at the same time, you know, um, Ansem the Wise, he does take Ansem's Secret of Darkness to the mansion in Twilight Town, Kingdom Hearts 3, and that's whenever the, the Hainer gang, you know, intervenes and everything. Hainer so, with the high jump kick. With the high, with the, <laughs> with the freaking kick, dude. I love Who knew it. we had it in him? Who knew we uh, had it in him? What a guy. We need a Hainer game. Forget forget a Kyrie game. Forget a Riku game. Forget a Verum Rex. Nah, give me a Hainer game. It's, a, it's actually, it's the only thing to It's the only thing You're going to kill me, dude. Oh, God. That shit went down the wrong pipe, man. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're not talking about Hainer, but I just... But no, but going back to your point with Ansem, because like, dude, here's the thing. It's not like he's someone who has something to hide. He very clearly right. wanted to atone for what he did in Kingdom Hearts 3. And he was very open about how he wronged Roxas, how he wronged Naminé. Like he, he played all of that basically with an open hand. If he knew about Skald, I, I think this would be another thing he'd be trying. Like, what? One year passed. 
post Kingdom Hearts 3 mel- into Melody of Memory? Was Answer the Wise just like, uh, I'm not going to tell anyone about, you know, Subject X down there. I'm not going to tell anyone right. what I know. Like, if he knew something, they'd be studying it. They would know about it. That's true, too. You know, it's like, because, I don't know, if I'm somebody who, like, I, you know, I want to atone for, like, if I, if I want to make as many amends as possible, I'm going to lay everything out there, right? Like, what, why does he need to hide? I mean, granted, he could be hiding Subject X from the Seekers of Darkness, you know? Mm-hmm. That is a possibility, but part of me kind of wants to think that maybe he doesn't actually know about it you know like i I don't know uh and so it could be something uh, that lushu's playing close to the chest because if i don't if i'm not mistaken in the secret reports lushu's the one who lets him out lets subject x out yeah kingdom hearts three uh reports it's it's possible he's because like brady in the chat brings up a good point he's like if anson the wise didn't know about subject x because his apprentices kept it from him wouldn't Ansem, Seeker of Darkers, like, know that and therefore not ask him about the girl? And that's a good point, too, that if they were... a very good point. Yeah, if they were deliberately keeping it from him, then there'd right. be no reason for them to ask about her. But right. I actually think this could be something Lushu is playing close to the chest. We did see him in Union Cross say he would look over the dandelions and watch over them. Yeah. This is probably you know no exception. I think you're on to something, because, again, like, uh, going off of uh, Brady's comment, right? Like, you know... That it's so true. Like, why would Ansem Saad ask Ansem the Wise? What if they both don't know? It, 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 there's, a, there's a possibility that Lushu it has something to do with this because we all know Lushu, right? He's, yeah. he's, he's playing he's 4D made, chess. He's he playing is, 4D right. chess. So that that's it's very interesting to think about because now that we kind of now that we've brought that up, I'm kind of leaning towards that direction now because like. Even like, I mean, honestly, the only one that really, like, Luke was the only one who really was like, you know, like, why am I, why are we searching for this box? Because you're the one who gave out the mission. No one else, you know, so it's like, yeah, Lushu, he's obviously is doing his own thing. That is a very real possibility, you know? And I honestly, I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards that now. Yeah. Yeah, he's a clever little sneak. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, no, but it's interesting, though, because, like, you know, you bring up a good point that a lot of Ansem the Wise's characterization does happen off screen. And one of the things that I love so much about the character is he falls into that redemption arc. He falls into that redemption pocket, which that's a lot of what Kingdom Hearts is about. Like, it's funny, I I, uh, spoke with with a commenter on our latest video about this, but it's like, I think anybody who thinks permanent death is gonna be a thing in Kingdom Hearts it doesn't really understand what's going on. And I don't mean that in like a, in like a mean yeah. way, but it's like right. Ansem the Wise blew himself up and he came back one numbered title later. Like right. the death and re- <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. the death and rebirth thing is, is like, it, it's like, it's taking the hero's journey and being quite literal about it. It's like for this yes. character to die and mm-hmm. be reborn, they literally are going to die and be reborn. And in many ways you could see that with Sora with him nearly being possessed in Dream Drop Distance and then having to start from level one in Kingdom Hearts 3. That's his own little redemption arc. Um, Which is cool, too, because, yeah. like, with um, the whole, like, you know, Anson the Wise, you know, he he's, he explodes, and then he's reborn. He comes back in Kingdom Hearts 3, and it's like, you know, it was that, that him, you know, messing up Kingdom Hearts and, and, and Kingdom Hearts 2 with the whole data thing. I don't even know what the freak it is. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. I know what you're uh, talking about. And 
Yeah. And so like, you know, I, I would say that was probably like the start, you know, of mm-hmm. his uh, redemption. But now it's like he's OK. Now he's being reborn. It's time to fully atone in Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. So, yeah, yeah. no, I and that's like, again, that's why, like, I, I, I think he's a great character. You don't have to like everything about him. In fact, you can despise. Uh, uh, quite a bit of things about him, especially like older Ansem the Wise, you know, like why did you even have to, like, was it even, it, I, was it foolish to even do these experiments in the first place? He even acknowledges that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. And I think it takes such a humility, especially if you're a researcher and a scientist, to really acknowledge that like, I've made a grave mistake, like this is wrong, you mm-hmm. know, like, like I, I'm a fool for thinking of this. You know, I think that's, I think that's admirable of him. Yeah, and like he, because he tried to, because his apprentices went behind his back, and he, tr- he literally tried. He told them to stop. Like he tried to stop them. And so, like, I think some people might forget that sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all of his fault. Yeah, he started the experiments, but hey, let's be real. Xehanort volunteered right Mm -hmm. like you know and then it just went it kind of spiraled out of control from there but i think you know i i like his redemption story a lot and i think it it gets pretty overshadowed by you know things that he has done and it's like it's like his flaws like why why are people like taking ants in the wise and like making his flaws like heavier than his like redemption if that makes sense no no, 100% I I would agree I mean I think one of the cool things the character shows us is that it's the fall of a good man like if you look at like who Ansem the Wise was before all this happened again he was like this philosopher king of Radiant Garden who all his research was being done in the name of how do we make this a paradise how do we make this a prosperous place and again this is a classic archetype the road to hell is paved with good intentions he was so concerned him and the scientists were so concerned about whether or not they could they didn't consider whether or not they should and again something else that i love so much about the character too is like yes like you don't have to like his thirst for vengeance right but i can't help but think about um like and I bring the story up quite a lot, but like Dante's Inferno, when he gets to the pit of hell and in the pit of hell is betrayal because that betrayal will create a, a thirst for vengeance in those who were betrayed. And that creates this hellish cycle. You know, that's kind of the point it makes. And like, that's what drove Ansem the Wise into the darkness was that yeah. these apprentices that he took in, like Apprentice Xehanort was freaking homeless in the middle of the town square and he took him in. You know, Ienzo is obviously in some kind of situation where he needs to be fostered after. A lot of these guys ended up on Ansem the Wise's doorstep because they were lost or they were looking for for something and he takes them in, they betray him. And then to his credit, he goes through quite a wave of 4D chess using Namine and Riku and Sora and Roxas as all these like puzzle pe- puzzles on the board, these pieces on the board. And his, his vengeance comes in self-sacrifice and it's not even vengeance anymore. He came full circle. And uh, another line of his I love, he's like, oh, Xehanort. Foolish apprentice of a foolish, foolish man. <laughs> like, it's wow. so good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So and good. I think, you know, it's, uh, I mean, he's human. Arguably one of the most human characters in the world. Absolutely. Story, you know, and so, like, um, even, I'm actually, I'm actually looking at some stuff in, in chat. 
Um, you know, did Ansem stop his re Anthony says Ansem stop his research when experimenting with Subject X probably as a record of her memories. Ansem stopped his research whenever he found out what his apprentices were doing with mm -hmm. it, and because they, they, they don't even mention Subject X in, King, in the Kingdom Hearts two reports at all. That's not until Kingdom Hearts three. Right. And uh, I think uh, the dude three eight three five six says. Why couldn't Ansem the Wise use the quarters of darkness to escape the realm of darkness himself? He's not Diz anymore. Right. And that's also something that they actually kind of touch on a little bit in the secret reports where, like, you know, he's – because he was actually banished in blank points. Is it blank? Yeah, it's blank points. He says to Aqua, this is my second time on these shores because before he was actually banished here by his apprentices. It talks about that in the secret reports. Mm -hmm. and then the darkness – kind of it, it affects him you know it, it takes a, it takes a hold of him and then he becomes what he says darkness and zero at the end of kingdom Hearts 2 whenever he's blown up and sent to the realm of darkness yeah he can't use a dark quarter to get out because he's not diz anymore he doesn't like that darkness isn't there anymore for him to use exactly and also what a badass to go to the realm of darkness twice and get yourself twice. out twice right what a right. g uh, just so you all know aqua aqua would sh aqua as much as we all love her would shiver at the thought of having to be there alone again to be fair though the second time the second time that he got out wasn't him it was like true and some solid showed up and was like all right you're gonna take me to the girl and then he <laughs> guided him out right with his hands with tie behind his, behind Fair his enough. back. But, but um, I mean, yeah, it's, gosh, I mean. I like, I, I just know. want to bring this up. I think you'd like this one a lot. Keyblade Master Jesse, who says, Anson the Wise basically realized his research was spitting in the face of God and thought this might not be a good idea. Xehanort basically said, screw it, and kept going. And not only that, exactly. Xehanort said, I'm taking your name too. Like, yeah. I'm taking your name, your legacy, your apprentices. I'm taking yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, what a badass move by Xehanort, but also, like, how do you not understand why Ansem the Wise ended up the way he did? After exactly. all of like, that. What, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, too. Like, how like how can you look at it? Because, again, right, like, you know, he's done some pretty, like, questionable things, but, like, I literally, at the root of all of it, he had good intentions for all of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... And I'm not demeaning, like, experimenting on children. Because, again, he actually didn't do that for one thing. It was, it was his apprentices, right? And so, like, that's why it's funny whenever uh, – we were talking about this in the pre-roll. But whenever uh, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and Three, whenever they're outside the mansion, he says, all those children sacrifice in the name of your – well, first, first Ansem the Wise says, please, I've, I've created enough victims. And then mm -hmm. Ansem saw guilt trips him even more and says – all the children sacrificed in the name of your research. They were sacrificed in the name of his research, but it wasn't actually him personally that was that. It wasn't the research itself. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, yeah, him starting the research caused the apprentices to dive deeper into the darkness. And then in turn, yeah, it's, you know, that's that's what kind of caused all this chaos. So I guess to a, to a degree, yeah, like what, you know him actually even just initiating it oh yeah there's some there's some fault there but i think it's just ironic that he says all the children sacrifice in the name of your research as if he's like mocking him because yeah. he was the one who took his name mm -hmm. right and then he's mm -hmm. kind of putting the shame oh dude i never you know? saw it like that you know oh yeah. my god I you're mean, right some saw and mocks him though throughout like the all their interactions together whatever he's like 
you are wise. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you are wise. I'm like, dude, like, he's mocking him, calls him master. And he, the Anson the Wise even acknowledges that. So now you mock me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, honestly, you just kind of added a whole new layer to their interactions that I, I hadn't really picked up on before. That's interesting. Just the waffle cousin of Pancake says, do you think it's possible that Ansem the Wise has a child of Kyrie? that Ansem is the king of Radiant Garden and Kyrie? Okay, no, I don't think, I think you're asking is Ansem the Wise Kyrie's dad? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with no. Um, but who knows? But he he no. could have offspring. He could, I, I, I just don't see it. More likely to be nominated. Thing. He could have had a thing with her grandmother. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, like we, don't, we don't know. I would love to see, I don't know. Like, I always thought it would be cool to get, um, it doesn't even have to be a game, just like a cutscene compilation. Yeah. Like, kind of like back cover of like, you know, what did that actually look like with like Ansem experimenting on Xehanort and the apprentices experimenting on these other subjects and then like lee and isa breaking into the castle mm -hmm. and meeting with subject x and like what how is how is uh lushu involved in all of this i think it would be so sick to get like like an hour long like bat cover-esque compilation like cutscene movie Dude, whatever i am all for there. more back cover content back cover is some of the best like 40 it's some of the best 45 minute stretch of story the entire series has to offer. And I, I know a bunch of people are into the idea of Kingdom Hearts anime. I don't even want that. I, I right. want like every episode to almost be like a peek in on something that happened off screen. Like the dude here is yeah. like, we need to see these events in a Kingdom Hearts game, like Zay all of Xehanort's research and all of that stuff. Right. Nah, like you're saying, give me a back cover of that. Just give me 30 right. minutes, like 30 minutes of just CGI cutscene. Yeah. That's yeah, cover what's it would be really cool, even if like gosh, it would be really cool if they actually covered like some of the stuff in the secret reports. So you can actually like see it in the see flesh. It play out. And we're not just reading it. Because right. a lot of things can get misinterpreted just by reading about it. But whenever you actually see it played out Whole different you know, story. It's a lot clearer. A lot clearer. Uh, Anthony says, it's weird how apprentice Terranort seemed to want to save the world when sending Kyrie to the outside world. What was the end goal of the experiments? Uh, definitely part of it was about tracking like Sora and whoever was going to wield the Keyblade because the Keyblade has been the key to a lot of their plans, whether it be, you know, Ansem, Xehanort, Xemnas organization. The Keyblade is always a center focus. Um, so to me, it was a big, a big part of it was that as for him wanting to save the world, we know that Xehanort wanted to save the world. He had very yeah. warped ideas about what that meant, but we know that in his heart of hearts, that's what he believed he was doing that, you know, he thought it would have to be, he'd have to rule by decree via darkness, but to him, right. that was the only way to save the world from all of this. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah. the Keyblade was essentially his infinity gauntlet. There you go. There you go. Yeah. If you want, if you wanted to go that way, if you want to make that, if you want to make the MCU comparison, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't know. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Ansem the Wise moment, and why? Oh my gosh. Um, I know I just put you on the spot, but I gotta really think about that. I mean, I think like I don't know. I think just. I, I don't know moments. I, he just has some lines that are just so like clever. Like we were saying earlier, like Zayadort, 
a foolish apprentice of a foolish man. man. You know, I just like I love that line because it's like it's just like he's just owning up to like he's just owning up to it, right? And yep. so it's like, oh man, I think I really like I would say probably my favorite scene slash moment with him, probably blank points. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably I'm like really thinking about it um, because, you know, that's kind of just, it's like whenever he's having this conversation with Aqua, it's like he's, he's reminiscing. Right. But it's not at that point. He's not, clouded with vengeance anymore he's just kind of like reflecting Mm -hmm. and so there there's you can definitely like if you couldn't see the change in his character at the end of kingdom rc which it was you can definitely see it if you're if you're if you're watching but like you definitely see it there you know he's he's talking about like i was clouded by vengeance and you know like so many lives that i've ruined and it's not coming out of a place of revenge or hate it's like coming out of a place of like you know, I want to, I want to make this right. He wants to atone, man. Mm -hmm. I'd say blank points, probably my favorite answer in the wise moment. That, and he gives Aqua hope again. Yes. You know, which is, which is something else, which shows you there's still like, and what that shows you in that moment is there was, there's still a light in there. He might be trapped in the realm of darkness, but there was, the light was coming back as kind of what you're saying. He was speaking from a place of atonement and sorrow as opposed to a place of vengeance, um, atonement to the wise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and he brings up when he when he teases Roxas in the pod. <laughs> actually, that's a, that's a pretty great one. I actually. <laughs> no, Diz Diz himself has to make it. Oh, what, what's a? I am a servant of the world, and that makes if you I, a tool I at best. You, yeah, tool. Oh my God. Was that supposed to be a joke? Cause I'm not laughing. So <laughs> mad. I love it. Yeah, that's that's a great scene. That's a great scene. That's pre. That's pre redemption. Mm-hmm. That is pre. That's still Diz territory, but hey, it's still the same character. Well, speaking of yeah. pre redemption, what would you do with this character pre-redemption. now? Post redemption. Like, what is there to do? What's the what's what story does Anton the Wise have left to tell? What do you think? Man, I think if you really want to, you know, keep him in the story, I mean, you know, why, why stop with, uh, you know, like creating all these vessels to aid the Guardians of Light in Kingdom Hearts Three, and like let's let's go a little bit further into, um, let's actually use the science and the things that we've learned to actually. I mean, I guess like in Melody and Memory, they're like what they're they're studying, they're like actually. Kyrie's asleep and they're actually doing research on that so I think like you know because they're trying to find source I think even just using maybe his previous knowledge of maybe things that he got wrong in his previous experiments right and Mm -hmm. his um and you know Kingdom Hearts 2 and prior to kind of aid our heroes in finding Sora maybe even solving the mystery of what is unreality like what is and what are the rules what are the rules right because i you know you're learning if you're learning about the 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 science of the heart in in terms of you know kingdom hearts lingo i guess you know like there's rules that the heart has to follow you know so i Mm -hmm. don't like i think just like using past 
mistakes and implementing them into research to actually help people instead of create a situation where more people might be victimized. Yeah. Can I tell you what I think the best way to do that is? Do it. Nominate. Anson the Wise, yeah. at his oh worst, gosh, yes. treated at his worst, worst treated Naminé like less yeah. than human, garbage, doesn't actually exist, yep. like absolute trash. The yep. I think something that could even to the point where he says, "Riku, we we have to dispose of Naminé, like, literally dispose of her." And like, I it's crazy because like you can actually when you again you read these reports. That prejudice, he has, you can tell he has a prejudice towards nobodies in general. Because they, that's who betrayed him. Like, nope. That's who betrayed him. Of yeah. Course. Right. It makes sense. I think that's brilliant. I think that's the absolute best way to. And I feel Imagine like, he uh, took her under his wing. And now Naminé's wearing a lab coat. And she's yeah. learning how to help in the yeah. experiments and all that. In a lab coat, please. Let's go, baby. <laughs> She needs to get out of that dress. Get her out of the it's dress. Too long. It's probably filthy. <laughs> else, but, but wouldn't this make sense? Because this is what Anson the Wise was doing before he got betrayed. Basically, if a stray puppy showed up, he adopted it. Just like Apprentice Xehanort, who came through and was just there isolated in the town square. Look, Naminé came out of the product of Kyrie's heart. There's no parents. There's no sister. There's nowhere for Nominee to go home to. To me, it makes perfect sense that Anson the Wise would take her in, show her the way, and like, I don't know, you could have a nice scene between the two where he actually apologizes. Oh, like, actually says sorry. Like, Dude, I would love that, man. Because again, he treated her like... The worst. She got it worse than Roxas. Which is funny. At least he gave Roxas pretend friends. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like, well, here's the thing, too, because do you think maybe because I feel like, because uh, Roxas is more a part of Sora than I guess Nominee is, but Nominee is still, like, a part of Sora, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so I wonder if, like, I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if maybe even Anson the Wise had even more, I guess, prejudice towards her because she was a special case of a nobody. You know, mm -hmm. like it could could have been like another thing that messed up his research. Like just nominee yeah, existing like, is like, well, this ruins my life's work, so right. she and, doesn't exist. Well, because I mean, even in the in the secret reports in two, he's actually trying to dissect who and what is nominee. Like, who is she? And you know, he kind he's like, I have a hypothesis and of like you know, and he kind he breaks that down, and that's how we kind of get I understand the origins of nominee. But like, yeah, like oh my gosh, like I wonder if. Um, I wonder if, like, you know, because she was such, like, a special case, right, that it just, I don't know. Like, it was just, it's interesting. I agree with you. I, I think that would be perfect. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna have Anson the Wise, you know, in, written in the story in some way, shape, or form where he's not just there as kind of just filler and he's not just, like, a presence, mm -hmm. but, like, it actually means something, yeah, let him take Nominee under his wing. And then that would give Nominee a little more screen time as well. You know, and give her and give her a purpose outside of just using her memory powers. Like, yeah. you know, imagine she became a whiz of magic and science. You know, right. she kind of oh, crosses so both sick. those worlds. Um, oh, we got fun fact: Anson the Wise built a little white room for Naminé when not interesting. I guess 
I guess maybe that's the room in the mansion, I, I suppose. Let's be real. The, the white room? Yeah, yeah, the white room, the white room. Right. But like, I mean, okay, like, yes, but I don't know. Like, do you really think, like, oh, did Nominate feel, like, at home there? Or did she feel like a prisoner there? Because, like, not, like, because Ansem, um, yeah, Ansem the Wise was clearly just using Nominate. Oh, yeah. Just to restore Sora, right? Because then he's like, yeah, well, let's, we, you must dispose of her. Like, mm-hmm. really dispose of her. Pretty dark. Yeah, movie. like a tool you don't need anymore. Oh, yeah. Soul brings up a good point. Nomine can summon lingering will. Yes. Her superpower, summoning, but... summoning lingering billium. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah. To an extent. Man, that's funny. I just want to give a special shout out to my man, Danny Ambrose, who just raided us with a party or two over on Twitch. Danny, dude. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Welcome, welcome to episode one eleven of the podcast. All right, you want to? Yeah, yo, here you are, one one one. Very, very binary. Very binary. Very bro. binary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The, the the title of this podcast is going to be just. It's not going to be answer the wise or anything. It's just going to be the most binary podcast you've ever seen, ever, ever. One one one. Ever, baby. <laughs> but I love it. But you know he's in it. He's always been to me this character that knows how to deliver the big moment. I I, I think that's another yeah. thing that punctuates mm-hmm. Anson the Wise's character is he has whether you know whether it's Christopher Lee who voiced him in Kingdom Hearts two or who voices him now. Let me see if I can quickly grab that Corey Burton, who I think is also Yen Sid. So that's actually pretty yeah, cool. Corey Burton does all kinds of voices. Okay, so yeah. he's one he's one of those a man of many voices. Um, yes. So even Corey Burton does a great job because, you know, I- I'll never forget getting to the end of Dream Drop Distance. And like, if you just listen to his speech, man, he basically just laid out Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, he just pretty much oh, prophesied. Are, are you talking about Ansem the Wise to Riku? Yes. At, uh, yeah, at the end, I know exactly what we were talking about. He yeah. just prophesied all of Kingdom Hearts 3 there. Um, again, in, in a very beautiful manner and i think that's something that makes this character Man, a lot of fun is that he can just, punctuate his, these his, big his, moments his, yeah his elegance yes right he's the so voice sophisticated. bro the voice you know like i mean you know we could talk about like characteristics and whatever all day but like his voice and, the, and honestly i really <laughs> we're in kingdom hearts where dialogue can be rather hit or miss whoever writes ansem the wise's dialogue is the man like perhaps yeah. I wanted to atone for events of the past, even yes, if no right. apology can undo the harm I have wrought? Like just so, yes. yo, like, man, that's awesome. He's, oh my gosh, he's too good, man. He's too good, he and yeah, they do a great, great job with him. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve the hate that he has gotten. I don't think. You know, and, and I think I understand to an extent if you yeah. were to criticize this character and be like, hey. Too much of it is happening off screen. Too much of it is happening in the secret reports. That's a legitimate criticism um, that I wouldn't hold against anybody. Well, I have a question for you. Go ahead. So let's say in Kingdom Hearts 2, they actually kind of fleshed out a little bit more of his journey. Mm -hmm. You know, Do you think that would have been something you would like to see? Or do you think that would have actually taken away from, like, the focus on Sora... And like kind of these other I'm, buff ones. I'm gonna give you the honest answer. The honest yeah. answer is sickos like you and I, I think it takes away. Because sickos That's like you I and I well. sickos like you and I, we read the secret reports a million times on end. 
We talk, yeah. we talk about it at length with, you know, friends and everybody else. Normies probably would have loved it. And again, normie is not, if you're new to the lodge, normie is not a derogatory term. It is in, not. In no way. Normie just means no. you consume this stuff more passively. Sicko means, again, you read the secret reports like 30 times. Because it can never be enough. You are, you, are, you are sick with Kingdom Hearts, and maybe at this point you might be sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you know, I've said this before, but like, we've, we've oh, been dude. really lucky. Like, Kingdom... First of all, we're coming up on the three-year anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 3. And when you think of yeah. everything we've gotten since then... So, Kingdom Hearts 3. And then six months later, we get Remind. Uh, a year later, it's Remind. Yeah, they announced later. it six months later. A year later, we get Remind. Uh, then we get Melody of Memory. And then we get a Union Cross finale. And now we're getting Dark Road sometime this winter. I mean, I just listed six things and sometime. it's and it's been three years. Like that's true. Yeah. Like you don't the, realize the content, it. Yeah, like it's you know, I don't think we're ever gonna be in as I mean, I would like to hope that we will never be in a, a state of limbo within in between Kingdom Hearts titles. Cause like if the last three years were everything, like you said, we got like six different things yeah. happen. Right? And like we have Kingdom Hearts coming to the Switch eventually, whatever the heck that looks like, whether it's a cloud version. Oh man, I was like... so pissed when I heard they were cloud versions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally I, just because yeah. I just because I want the jewel case. I want yeah. the jewel <laughs> case. Do it for the case. Do it for I the case, that Square, that. please. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, oh gosh, I mean, dude, you really wanna okay. I made a I made a video about this. Oh, let's go. A while ago. Let's but go. Talking about and Lanny knows me and he's gonna laugh at me, but I will defend the heck out of Kingdom Hearts recoded every single day of my freaking <laughs> life. Okay. I love it. Is it the weakest title in the franchise? Yeah, probably. But I think it's great. You know, I think it's I think Combat it's is severely underrated. I'm gonna give you that. It's severely underrated. But here's what I'm saying. I, I made this video a while ago talking about, okay, how can we make Recoded more relevant again? And it was kind of bringing, it was kind of talking about like, yo, what if we like actually get a hold of like the Book of Prophecies, hook this thing up to that machine in Disney's castle, and then dive into the data world in the Book of Prophecies so we can learn more about what happened in, in Union Cross and stuff like that. And then maybe you can like- Dude, that's Francis genius. Right. So maybe have Ansem the Wise play a role in that. Maybe in like have like Ventus, like send Ventus in there, you know, because mm -hmm. Union Cross was his was his thing, right? He, that's that's where he came from. Let's make a new trio of Ventus, Marluxia, and Larxene. I want to see it, dude. Like, why not? We might as well. No, I would love that. I would absolutely right. love that. And if you want to rope in Ansem the Wise that way, let's do it. You know, what it, <laughs> you know, whatever. I think it'd be really cool because honestly, and being Ansem the Wise, if I want to actually, if I'm still curious about maybe origins of the heart and darkness, what better way to, to what better place to go than Union Cross whenever you have a literal, a literal entity of darkness, you know, causing mm. all these events to spiral out of control. I think that'd be really cool, man. I think it's, dude, I think it's a great idea. Um, and look, nothing, like, how do I put this? Nothing in Kingdom Hearts happens for no reason, right? And we've seen devices and methods appear in one game 
and then not reappear for another 10, 15 years. So yeah. I think it is very possible. The arc. <laughs> the arc. As one example. Right. The perfect example. I think it's very possible that if the Guardians can get their hands onto a book of prophecies, that, that reusing that tech... I mean, I mean why wouldn't with, they? Why wouldn't with Mickey, they? With Mickey going to Scala, I don't know. Maybe just like Pete dug up Pandora's box in Olympus, who's to say Mickey can't just shovel? Oh, but I mean, that would be kind of a goofy and lame way of doing it. But like, I'm just saying, right? Like, Mickey's going to Scala to, you know, find some answers. Why not maybe in some way, shape, or form? Incorporated. I wanted to bring an idea up to you. There's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And actually, you kind of just brought it up when you talked about Ventus, Marluxia, and Larxene. Do you think we're going to have a realignment of trios? Because I think there's going to be some... Because think about it. When we get yeah. Skulled back, now you've suddenly got Axel, Isa, and Skulled as the trio. Right. You know? Yeah. I wonder if there's a realignment coming. Because now you have Kyrie, who's going to be there with Aqua. Right? And, you know, maybe now it's Terra, maybe now it's Terra, Aqua, and Kyrie in the next game. Yeah. Maybe, like, that's what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think, you know, whenever Namor says, hey, I'm changing up the formula, I think that... That, that can mean anything! It can literally mean anything. Like, it could be gameplay. It could be just, The worlds. Oh, worlds. It could be we're changing up the trios. Mm -hmm. It could be, hey... People are actually going to die. Yep, that's yep. a real. That's a That's a thought. That Although I, have, I don't right? know. I don't know. I'm not. I actually. I'm not a fan of permanent death in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think I, it I logically think, doesn't make sense within it's within the context of its own world. I however, don't think permanent death really makes sense. Unless we're in a place like Quadratum, where we don't know what the rules of Quadratum. Maybe when you die in fiction, you die like you, forever. Yeah. Right. In, okay. in in unreality, when you die, you die. The rules could be different. The rules could right? be different. Yeah. And so, but, but like... Whoa! Maybe that's why they had to save Sora. Because if they let him run around uncrystallized, he can get killed off. But if they crystallize him, he's able to stay alive. He's able to continue existing because he's crystallized. He's an LC. You know, who knows? Yeah, maybe if you... See. Oh, I, okay. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm a fan of them bringing Fabula Nova Crystalla stuff into it. I haven't really thought too much into it, but like, I I thought that was funny. I'm fine that if up. that if that stays in the world of fiction. If the whole Fabula Nova Crystalla exactly. stay, right. and maybe that's why yeah. they're doing it because you can't really just introduce that into the Kingdom Hearts world now. It doesn't sure. make sense with the lore. But that but, would be yeah. it. That would be interesting, dude. If if dying in Quadrata means. You're dead. Well, because, like, again, going back to, like, the changing of the formula thing. Yeah, maybe we'll get some more, like, some more, tr like, different trios. I think that would be so sick. I would love to see, like... Realignment. Realignment or, like, even just, like, switching up trios a little bit, right? Like, even, like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, Roxas interacting with, like... Awkward terror or something. I don't know. Like whatever. Well, I think Roxas and like. Shion would stick it out. But like, imagine. Yeah. Let's see who's who's vacant among the trios right now that you could throw in with those two boneheads. I mean, you could throw Kyrie because since if if Riku is if Riku is in Quadratum doing his, his finding Sora and Kyrie's training, why don't you just have her interact with a bunch of these characters? I think that'd be really cool. 
at, the, at this, I, no, no, at this point, you might as well. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what we want to see in the future of the series, right? Is to see all these characters now that they're all alive on one plane of existence. We want to see them all interact. Don't get me wrong. Seeing them play Frisbee on Destiny Islands was fun. Oh. But I want to see Kyrie and Aqua on a walk and Kyrie ask her about the Realm of Darkness or yeah, something. Yeah, right. You know? like actual meaningful conversations, right? You know, like, like again, like the... I love the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3. I think it's my personal favorite ending in the in the series. But, like, man, let's expand on, you know, just playing Frisbee and all this stuff. Let's get some real, genuine, meaningful interactions. I would love that. I know we deviated from Ants and the Wise a little bit, but, hey, this is... It's okay. We could de- it's the title topic. We could, we could deviate a little bit. But I guess maybe... A little bit. Because I know? did want to talk about the future of the series with you a little bit and uh, kind of shoot, shoot it on that. But I guess how about... Do you have any final thoughts about Ants and the Wise? If anyone in the chat has any final questions about Ants and the Wise, now's a good time to get them in. I'm going to skim chat as I'm I'm kind of thinking here. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got all the answer questions for you. Yo, Steph is in the chat. What up, Steph? Steph, my dude. Steph is here. Um, Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think everything I have to say, I think I kind of, like wanted to say i think he's i think Edson the wise deserves a little more credit uh i think he's i think he's again like i said if we were to make a tier list right now I, he'd be a borderline a for me he'd be he, an a tier character for me honestly me uh, too i i, I would put like him everything about him but you can't ignore the fact that uh, honestly i think he's a, he's a great character like you know i mean you can you can have an opinion like oh i don't think you know but like he's got he has a he has an, an origin, kind of. You know, he has a fall, and he has a redemption. And even if that's not demonstrated much, or really, you know, barely at all on screen, you know, we read about it in the reports, mm-hmm. and it's still something that, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's cool. You know, it's like kind of, it's like you're reading a book, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I think, uh, oh, man, I'm still, I really, I mean, we brought this up earlier, but I think, again, like a back cover-esque cutscene movie of like seeing those events kind of go down i think that'd be really cool man i think so too really cool especially now that we're gosh we've got dark road finishing up and then um you know now that like what i don't know when they're gonna actually rope in subject x back into the narrative but like you know if they do that and then after they do that, do something like kind of like the like the back cover esque thing we were talking about. I think that'd be great. You know, I think so too. I think so too. I mean, I agree with your entire sentiment. I would have Anson the Wise if I was to do a tier list. He probably hits a tier for me. He knows how to punctuate the big moments. I love seeing a a, a a good man such as his, a philosopher king, lose his way and fall into the darkness only to fight his way back out and find his moral compass again. And again, in Kingdom Hearts, where it's a story of redemptions, he totally fits the bill. Um, let's get through some of these chats. JK says, just wanted to drop a lurk and say Anson the Wise is a war criminal. And uh, yeah, when you consider what he does to nominate and Roxas and everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Blank points is good mode, though, yes. You can 100%. make that case about a couple of characters that mess up yeah. in narratives. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got one here from Just a Waffle Cousin of Pancake. What happens to Aqua's armor down in the Deep Chamber Awakening when in Remind Aqua got her arm back? Did she interact with Answer the Wise? For seeing I was safe? I think my honest answer to that, dude, is I think that plot point was completely abandoned. Um, 
I mean, who knows? You know, we Honestly. could just get a cutscene and see it, but I, I think the whole arc no was, I, it was completely abandoned, and you can't convince me otherwise. Like, does, uh, she, does she just, like, summon it back whenever she's, like, back in the realm of... Probably, like, just like you could summon a Keyblade, you right. could probably, like, just warp like, the armor that, on. How does that work? I actually, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Soul says, Ansem knew about Kyrie being a Princess of Heart in Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, Apprent I mean, Apprentice Xehanort, who became Ansem, definitely knew. We we know that. As for whether Ansem the Wise knew, I I, I don't I don't think so. I I'd think... have to read. I'd have to. Well, I think, I think he 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 definitely knew in because whenever you're reading the reports in two, he definitely knows that. I don't. I I can't remember if he actually acknowledges like she's a princess of heart, but he's whenever he's talking about how um, Nominee was created and kind of breaking down like the logistics of like what the heck that looked like. Yeah. Um. He's talking, he says, like, you know, when Kyrie lost her heart, because she had pure, she was pure light, there was no heartless that was formed. And so, and then, you know, her heart found a vessel in Sora. And so then, so he's breaking that stuff down. I can't remember if he actually says, like, yeah, she's a princess of heart, but he does acknowledge that she is, um, that she has no darkness in her heart, at least in the reports. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So there's your answer on that. Will has says, when does winter technically end? And I think that's a, a dark road question. Um, listen, if Square Enix says you're going to get it in the winter, you can expect it in March. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, winter, at least, man, I mean, dude, where I'm at, I mean, winter could go as far as middle to end of April. Winter doesn't exist so, for like, me anymore. So I I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. I'm in perpetual um, springtime now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, December is not the end of winter i would argue it's just the beginning it's just the beginning so, uh i i mean in terms of dark road stuff i'm hoping that we get something whether it's at the end of this month or not we're gonna get it eventually you know i'm in no rush for dark road stuff i like to like kind of joke around and be like is dark road still a thing and then like <laughs> actually people because i actually said that on twitter that one person got like super offended it was like oh god just be patient and i'm like <laughs> just mess around okay hang on wait listen listen we waited a long time for kingdom hearts 3 we know patience okay oh yes we know I'm patience i'm i'm you know dark road can take its good old freaking time i'm chilling yeah know? i'm in no rush for dark road stuff uh i'm excited because i really do love xehanort as a character so getting to learn anything more about him uh really uh tickles my fancy so i think dark road is actually gonna have because they're gonna drop the whole thing at once right like because the yeah. game essentially mm -hmm. flopped, so they're not going to... Thank God, they're not going to drag it There's out no over three point. years. There's no point in dragging it out. Yeah, no, so they're just basically going to drop a little movie so we can get the scoop, which I think will be awesome, because I do believe that uh, we have not seen the last of Xehanort. I think young Xehanort, with his gray eyes, ends up being a player in all of this. I, I really do. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see more. Yeah, I'm just that's gonna be real interesting like seeing where the heck that is gonna go like because i honestly like don't really think i have like any theories that i can think of besides like maybe like because they, they already made the connection with union cross mm -hmm. you know with xehanort and the player and just like darkness and everything they clearly are cooking something up with him right so i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering like what does that you know his transition from Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. His transition from like gray eyes into yellow eyes 
Like, oh, I need to see it. Is it just, it's probably, honestly, it's probably as simple. It's probably just darkness. It, that's exactly like, what it is. I mean, it is, but is it like, is it like just darkness in general? Or is it like, are we talking about like the being, right? You know, because. I think um, it's the being, because I actually think, I actually think the Master of Masters laid a trap for him. Remember when he says to him, he's like, oh, you'll, you'll ditch that coat soon because you'll be so powerful. The darkness can't control you. And I think I think that was a trap. I think he was letting Xehanort yeah. build himself up so that once he took that coat off, you know, like he like because that that is crazy because he oh man because he yeah because yeah in that cutscene he does have his gray eyes yeah but then he he does whenever we do see young Xehanort later I mean we see him in Dream Drop with the coat on with his yellow eyes yeah. i'm wondering if xanor was like dang i shouldn't have taken this coat off and just put it back like, <laughs> like man what an master masters what an idiot <laughs> not even knowing he was trolling him the whole time gosh man got him Dude, good i've been thinking it completely off book and off topic but like i don't know if anyone's made it like a video about this yet uh but or I'm sure somebody has. I haven't really been watching Kingdom Hearts theory vids in a minute. But um, literally, like I was thinking about like the box, and I know like everybody and their mother have made probably some kind of theory about what's in the box. Do you think? And I don't know if anyone's ever brought this up. Do you think that the Master of Masters maybe found a way to trap the seven deadly darknesses in the box? And do you think that's where, or that's where the player is? That the, remember the player trapped the dark... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I... It was, just a, it was something I was thinking about like, <laughs> for a couple of months now. I was like I, don't, like, I don't have a lot of evidence to support this. It's just a thought. Like, it's just a thought. I'm not making a grand theory and saying, like, yes, I'm right or anything. That was just a thought I had. Like, you know, I, I thought it'd be interesting. Like, wow, maybe he found a way to trap them in the box. That's why he says to Lushu, you can never, ever open it. You can't open it. Because, it, like, it's, it's gonna go down. It's it, yes, it's gonna go know, down. So, and with the whole like, I think what isn't there like, isn't there like twenty, uh, like, not keys but like little inscriptions or whatever on the box, and it's like the seven, you know, seven of light, thirteen of darkness. I know people mm -hmm. are theorizing about that and stuff. I don't know. We're we're there. We might as well talk about it. Like, I'm just curious. Like, Dude, I could talk about the box all day because I. It, it could it could be anything. It could even be a box. Like I really it, hope <laughs> there's nothing inside. I hope it's the biggest troll of all time. I hope it's the biggest troll because all those theories. I kind of love it. Like yes, all those because but it's what's funny is like it would be in the master's character to do something like that. It's I, just a red herring. The whole box could just be I a red herring. All for the chaos, dude. I love it. I let let it ensue. <laughs> you know. So I've. Somebody, or uh, wait. Somebody said quadratum is in the box. Yeah. No. It could be. I uh, no. What I've been thinking. What I've been thinking is that opening that box sort of breaks the barrier between fiction and nonfiction. Like I can't shake the feeling that opening oh. the box is some kind of trigger event, right? Because that's what you brought up. The master was like, you can never open it, Lushu, because so, yeah, right. when you open it, there's no going back, right? Could it be just unleashing yeah. those darknesses? Or or is it going to bridge fiction and nonfiction together and create a complete mess and mess or, up the world order that, that suddenly can, is, is a big deal? Be, 
it could be just like uh, <laughs> it could be just like whenever he said, "There's a traitor among <laughs> the foretellers," and then there wasn't one, but then there kind of was because Lushu kind of. Oh, Lushu's the traitor. traitor. Everything about Lushu yeah. is going to be being a traitor. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I think everything yeah. about this character Absolutely. will be, be. He's going to betray the master. I think the master's yeah. playing for you it. Made a video about that actually. Yeah, no. I think the master sees it coming, and it's part of his plan. But I think he betrays the master. I think I think everything having to do with that character is going to be betrayal. He is the one who bears the sigil. Um, I wanted to get to the uh, it's Jake. In his nature. It's in his nature. I wanted to get the Jake's question here. It says, do you think Master Xehanort should have been the most universally despised character in the series if he wasn't a misguided good guy? So I think he actually, despite being misguided, and I don't like I don't like that whole misguided good guy thing because a misguided good guy looks like Ansem the Wise. You know, yeah, like that's a misguided that. good guy. Master Xehanort, he's misguided, but he's done enough malevolent acts that he's no longer a misguided good guy. He's literally just a misguided villain. In his head, he sees himself as the hero, but that's what it means to be an egotistical narcissist, which he is. So, um, I, 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 I think yeah. he is the most despised. Like, I don't, the Guardians don't like him. He's a symbol of fear for Kyrie. You see Sora yeah. get confrontational with him in Remind. It's not like he, he had his speech and everyone's like, oh, I guess. I guess Xehanort's not so bad. It's very clear right. in the minds of Sora and Kairi, he's still this symbol, this antagonistic symbol of fear. But that's enough of, of my ramblings here. Ugh. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm thinking Kairi is a hidden princess, hidden in the aqua protection spell helped her. The aqua protection spell is definitely what binded her to Sora. I feel like that's what's so funny mm -hmm. is everyone trying to interfere with Kairi, all it did was drive her closer to Sora. Right? Remember with Apprentice Zay, yeah. you yeah. know, whether it's Apprentice Zaynor yeah. or Aqua, it's it's well, almost yeah, Apprentice Zaynor, yeah. I mean, even yeah, in freak, yeah, in the I'm sorry, I'm like I don't know what I'm saying. Apprentice Zaynor <laughs> in Melody of Memory, right? In the in the arc, you yep. know, like if your heart resonates with a, a keep like another Keyblade wielders, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, but but it's funny because like at the time, like you know, Sora was four, he didn't have a Keyblade. I want like that yeah. whole thing is like that whole thing with Ze I'm still shook by the fact that Xehanort knew about unreality this whole time. Yep. You know, like he knew about it this whole time and like did not like didn't even didn't even say anything. That is scary to me. The only that time he so showed scary. his hand, the only time he showed his hand was when he spoke to Kyrie about that if you end up in a world that's neither light or dark, then we have failed. Now, listen, this, this dude, this dude plans for every eventuality, which includes this failure, <coughs> excuse me, which includes this failure about the world of fiction. I think Xehanort makes, young Xehanort specifically, makes a comeback in the world of fiction because like you said, Andy, he knew about this. And there's no yep. way this guy who planned for literally everything, like, didn't have some kind of plan about the world of fiction. So I, sure. I, I, I see it happening to some degree. I don't know. It's clear Nomura loves this character because yes, he's getting mm -hmm. a lot of love and attention. Um, and I'm wondering if, uh, I think I, we might, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, but I'm wondering if he, like, found out, like, the way he found out was because he sent somebody over to the other side. 
and mm. like because how else are you going to discover mm. unreality right how else unless you've either been there or like maybe you've sent someone else there and i don't i don't know i don't know that that was always so interesting to me could be the master again could be the master yeah. could be the master because uh, i mean we don't actually gosh yeah i mean we only have that one conversation with young Zaynor and the master and remind but it's implied that wasn't their first conversation. You know what I mean? This right, is clearly yeah. them meeting up again. Right. How was it? How was the world tour, right? You mm -hmm. don't just say that to somebody you just met. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right? They had a rapport. Uh, They'd worked together back and, and forth. Young Zaynor wasn't like, who are you? Like, so yeah, that is actually really interesting. Is Kyrie Sora's Chirithi? Because of her coat, is Aqua going to protect Kyrie from the darkness? I like the whole Dream Eater thing. Like, isn't that kind of... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Riku has the Dream Eater sigil. Yeah, She yeah. kind of has the, like, Chirithi ears. I don't think Kyrie is Sora's Chirithi. I think uh, for a number of reasons that makes things a little weird. Um, But, yeah, good question. Ryan Bree! <laughs> oh, my man! That's my boy! <laughs> the homie! My boy's in the chat. Dude, what's up, man? <laughs> Are y'all fans of the Sleeping Realm Theory document? Okay, admittedly... After Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, and this is what I mean, some people are sickos, some people are normies. I'm a sicko. I read that whole thing cover to cover. And when it came out, I believed it. But I feel like it's been all but deconfirmed based on Remind and Melody Memory. I don't know about you, Andy. Um, I, I haven't read the whole thing because it is very lengthy. It's like 300 uh, pages. And, yes. And so I was like, I kind of at that point where I was like, I'm good with like, Kingdom Hearts stuff for now. I don't need to read another 300 page, pages of a theory at the moment. Yeah, we got those secret reports to read. Right, I got those secret reports to dissect, man. Um, but it is it what I have read. It's very interesting. Um, I would like to read more of it. I definitely would like to read more of it. Yeah, it's, it's very well very written and very well thought out. Yep, 300 pages square pair. Yep. 300 pages. I hope oh, the yeah. box at the Master Masters will laugh at us for opening up when there's nothing inside. Yeah, that, I mean, that would, like Andy said, it's it's a textbook Master of Masters move right there. Oh my gosh. Man. We, you I, see darkness is outside the box after it's been given I to Lucio. That's a good point. I just think it would be funny. You know? Yeah. I just think it would be funny if there was just nothing in there. Because it wouldn't surprise me. And I feel like the entire... This is what I love, because I love chaos, man. <laughs> I feel like the whole community would be in shambles. I'm just going to say it, and it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. As somebody who just kind of sits back and just, I feel like it'd be act like a Lushu sometimes, just watches the kind of all the debates unfold on Twitter or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, this would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but at the cost of a lot of people's sanity, so. Um, oh yeah and so sometimes I, I and again so much could be in that box random thought i always wondered if there's like a uh a seventh missing foreteller in that box or something or if there's I mean, um is it, it, well i mean i guess the master would be the seventh of them but, mm -hmm. but i don't know i i i don't know i i sometimes i anything could be there could be somebody's heart you know i've always played with the idea of like was there was there something in the box that helped the foretellers revival, like Lushu having his hands on it? Yeah, I always thought um, that it, the theory that I had was like, what if it's like um, 
something i don't know well actually no that actually the box does nothing either. i that was a i'm thinking of a whole different theory never mind but a theory that i've seen that people have said was like what if it is like the reason why that the four towers were able to come back was because that maybe like their hearts or something or like a, something is in the box and then i don't know you know it's the box is a mystery and i'm okay with it being a mystery me too and i i really do hope they hold that card close to the chest as long as they can uh soul ask who finds sora first riku or kairi um i do finds him first and gets bodied by yazora that's my that's my theory i would love it i would love it we need no riku needs to get bodied riku needs to get bodied Cause like, cause look, he had a very complete arc in the Dark Seeker saga. Yeah. He's a Keyblade Master. Riku's great, right? Well, but so we need character. challenges. We need something to push him back down. Yeah. He shouldn't relapse and fall to darkness again. I'm not for that. But I like I'm this. I'm not side. for that either. Yeah. I'm all for him getting humbled. I'm all for him feeling insecure and incomplete and incompetent. I, I'm all for it. Um, and I like the idea of Riku getting into trouble. Because then that gives Kyrie incentive to train faster or train better or gives yeah. her a reason to go to Quadratum. Like, I don't, I, yeah. I, I firmly believe she's gonna be a big help in Quadratum and that whatever Riku's aiming to do, he's not gonna be able to do it until Kyrie shows up. Does that mean Kyrie bodies Zora to save them both? Heck no, man. She, she, she can't take you, Zora. Nope. I nope. don't care how much training she's gonna have. No, but do you what? know who might? Aqua and Kyrie. That is a possibility, two on one. We got a Canadian doubles on that. We can make they can make it work. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Or maybe Donald and Goofy throw them into the mix. Let me let's see Kyrie, Donald and Goofy. A uh, Kyrie, Donald. That'd be actually be a weird trio. I actually, you know what? I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying whatever the heck now because we're done with our answer on the wise talk. We're unhinged. Oh, we're unhinged. Yeah, no, that's it. The box is open. The box has been open. I think. Oh, no. I think Kyrie will find Sora first, while Riku finds Azora and gets crystallized. And you know, that's another funny thing is, you know, there's clearly, there's clearly two quadratums. There's, you know, the legitimate one, and then there's the one that was in Azora's dreams, where he was able to interface with Sora. Where, like, nobody's driving the cars and no one's in there, right? Like, there's the Quadratum that, like, Sora was trapped into where he could interface with Yazora's dreams. And then there's the Quadratum that Yazora wakes up in and, like, people are driving the cars and life is moving on outside. So, it would be interesting if Riku actually went to, like, the Quadratum Sora wasn't in. You know? And it almost becomes oh, this, that like... Would be, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah that would be insane oh man it's like all for nothing <laughs> like oh I, or like maybe all for nothing you're still looking around you're still looking for him but um, question is it possible that Kyrie's hoodie is ava because of her animal fox looking ears yes, her, her hoodie itself is ava incarnate a hundred percent there you go you sold me <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel about like some of these theories about like the foretellers playing into some of the guardians, like Ava being Aqua's grandmother, or not Aqua's grandmother, Kyrie's grandmother, and stuff like that? Um, I mean, see, here's the thing, because I made a video a long time ago talking about not uh, Kyrie or not Ava being Kyrie's like grandmother or anything, because that's been kind of like a more common theory, but more so like 
Ava, what if Ava is a version of Kyrie, or vice versa? And the reason why at the moment when why Ava couldn't actually come back in the epilogue was because Kyrie was actually dead at that point. So there was no version of her to actually travel back to. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, what Whoa. Is version? You know? It's a theory. I don't know how much I agree with it's I don't even know how much I agree with it today, honestly. Like I would say ninety percent of the theories that I make, I probably don't even fully agree with myself. They're just thoughts and I'm like, you know what? kingdom Hearts. it's it's about plausibility and kind of exploring so, that plausibility yeah and so like ah man i mean i don't think it's a i really do not think like you said nothing in kingdom Hearts is a coincidence i really do not think whether it's reincarnation or whether it's just ancestral or whatever i don't i don't think it'd be ancestral but like whatever it is i don't really think it's coincidence that like the foretellers resemble a lot of the characters that we know, you know, Ased very much resembling Terra in some ways. Um, Ava resembling Kyrie, right? Uh, sheesh, I mean, even maybe Ira resembling Riku, even just like the colors of like their robes and stuff. I don't think really all that's a coincidence, but at the same time, I don't know if I could say that like they're directly connected. Mm. Maybe it's just like an analogy, right? Or just like a, like a parallel, you know? But again, with kingdom hearts nothing is a coincidence you know nothing so i i don't know i don't know man i mean i'm down for i mean we're gonna see, we have to see alva come back at some point like, you know what my theory at the like i don't i don't know how to think about this because i can't connect the dots but when i first beat kingdom hearts 3 i started wondering is alva's heart in the box because wouldn't that be really eerie that all the foretellers were actually reunited in that scene you know, but that maybe Ava's trapped there. Because it is peculiar that she doesn't come back. Because again, right. and you know, I'm wondering, because I don't understand necessarily the chronology. Like that scene with the foretellers in the revival. Does that happen just after Kingdom Hearts 3? Or does that happen somewhere along the one year between if, 3 and Melody of Memory? What if what if Ava was like the true dandelion or something? This is a theory, right? She's the true dandelion, and then whenever she was sent through the pod, she was accidentally sent to like Cold Dragon. Yes, that that to me sounds feasible. That that to me sounds feasible because we never again. Lucy says, "I guess she didn't make it." I mean, that could mean anything. <laughs> I don't know what that could mean. A couple of things. Well, yeah, I don't know. He right? further goes. She had her own mission, and she carried it out. Right. You know. Maybe she's keeping the light alive in Quadratum somewhere. Who knows? Xehanort also knew the pods that were previously used for time travel had a chance of accidentally going to the realm of fiction, implying there's a connection between time travel and fiction. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a... Hey, hey, read that one more time. Gotcha. I, I couldn't see it in the chat. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little... I'm, like, way back here. We got some catching up to do. But Xehanort also knew the pods that were previously used for time travel had a chance of accidentally going to the realm of fiction, implying there's a connection between time travel and fiction. So I guess... I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. he had... Because, again, he knows about it, so he either, like, sent someone there or he went there himself. You know? Yeah. They, they, there's some way he gained knowledge of it. And again, um, I'm trying to unwrap what that, could, what, what that could imply if time travel and fiction are connected that way. Does that mean that 
the world of fiction was created by a time travel event? Like, did Sora, like, inadvertently create the world of fiction when he broke the nature taboo? You know? Because, you know, like, because, like, every, the, the laws of nature is kind of broke. And, like, I mean, but then for that to work, time would have to be a flat circle. But I guess for That's time true. travel to exist. Is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I was going to say, because I don't think that would be the case just because, again, Xehanort already knew about it, mm -hmm. you know, as, an, as a, an apprentice. So I don't think Sora breaking the laws of taboo has anything to do with that. Um like logically that wouldn't make I say logically it wouldn't make sense as we're talking about breaking the laws of that you know just, <laughs> how works like that right like <laughs> I don't know it's hilarious um I yeah I don't know I I kind of hope they expand upon that because like, I do too we we like how did you know like and like let's just like I don't know man dude it's such there's so many, I, I, I make this argument all the time. I would argue that Kingdom Hearts right now is the most interesting it's ever been. Without question. Without a question. Without a question. Yeah. Speaking of which, the dude asks, how would we feel if they never showed the Master of Masters true face? Um, I'm all, I'm all for the troll, man. Do it. Like, don't do it. I like, like I, they're going to, and whether it's like, you know, whoever you might theorize it is, or if it's just a random person. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of hope he's his own person. I want someone new. Yeah. You know. But I also would kind of love, this isn't the same as him never taking it off, but what if he was just faceless? I mean, your theory about the Master of Masters being light, you know? And, like, I mean, I, sheesh, I don't know. I Who think knows? kind of cool. Or he just takes it off and it's just like, I don't know. It's uh, like Anubis or something. Like some yeah. kind of weird form. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 oh my God, yeah. Some Egypt. We'll do some ancient Egypt. Get some Thoth. He's Thoth. He's got, oh God. I don't know. It's, I don't know if anyone's ever made that theory yet. The Master of Masters is Anubis. <laughs> He's just got the Anubis head. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Never would have thought of that. That's definitely not it. But <laughs> <laughs> It's fun to think about. Yeah. Ava as the nameless star. Uh, uh, no, no, it's... Um, yeah, that's pretty... It's... That was... We already, yeah. Uh, Melody, Pre appreciate appreciate the input, but uh, we right. Melody uh, memory all but confirmed. Remind, yeah, remind, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah actually, no, yeah. Limit cut. Actually, the secret episode confirmed that it was Azora's uh, girl. Squarepress so, says, "Did you know Ava means Facebook. grandmother? I know that Ava was short for Avaricia, which is greed in Latin. But is there like a word Ava that means grandmother? I'm gonna." Try and fact check that real quick. Fact check it. Fact check it. I'm going to try to figure out where the heck you are in the chat because I have no idea. Uh, I'm up, baby. I'm up. We're up, baby. We're I don't know. Up, I don't baby. know if we'll be able to get to every single one because I feel like they're just going to keep coming in and we're going to be like a hamster on a wheel. A hamster on a wheel. Um, do you think the Master Masters is alternate Sora, Demic, Sora's dad, Namora, Light, Photo, Sora, Mom? Uh, <laughs> okay, here's here's my thing, right? He's not Demix, and I absolutely hate that. I, I hate that theory that people think he is because it doesn't make any sense for him to be Demix. Because mm -hmm. the only thing that, like... I've never that, liked that theory. I've never like, liked that theory. A lot of, uh, the, thing people, the thing people say 
about that is like, oh, they have similar personalities. Zigbar and Lushu have completely opposite personalities. I, and what I what I mean what I mean by that is the Lushu and back cover is a very different. That Lushu's gone, bro. That Lushu's gone. He's been I mean? through too so much. Like body hopping. I okay. No, I think I think I think what you're seeing is a man who has lost everyone he's loved multiple times, has no actual sense of identity because he's different right. people to different times which and eras. Why, which is why, and I know a lot of people are not a fan of this theory. Oh, here we go. I'm actually kind of for it. It could be Sora from the timeline where they lose the Keyblade War. Sora's... I, in that, I, I in like that, it. In that reality, he has lost everybody. You know? So, but didn't he perish too, technically? We did he? Did he? We we didn't. I guess technically we don't know. You know, so I yeah, it's just I, a lot of people don't like that theory. I'm open to it. I like it. Um, I feel like if the master of masters were to be anybody that we know, anybody that we know, I think personally, this is my personal opinion. I think Sora might make the most sense. However. I really do hope he is just his own person. I'm with you. If it's if it's a character we already know, it can't to me it doesn't make much sense to make it anyone other than Sora, but I do believe and also prefer, so could it would be some be bias. Too, if it was Sora with him not being a Keyblade master ever. Yeah. Doing so much. You know, so it's just like There are well, things about it. There are things about it that work. Um right. but to me it's too obvious. Maybe, like uh, I the only reason I say it's too obvious is cuz like the first time I saw back cover and the first time I saw Master of Masters that was my first thought was oh this must be Sora from the future. So personally I'd hate it cuz then I I called it before I even understood half the plot. I always love like the I always love like looking back and just seeing maybe I'll never disappear. I don't know if I'm going to disappear or not. Look, it's anyone's guess right now. What happened at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3? The homie I'm did just, vanish. The homie did I, vanish. You know, so it could work. But again, let them... I, I'm cool with... I Look, it's all about the delivery. delivery. It's all about the delivery at the I end agree. of the day. I agree. Yep. Can, if they deliver it in a certain way, I could see if myself loving it. in a it. certain way where Goofy is the master of masters and it somehow hits me on an emotional level where I'm probably going to be scarred for life. But if it at least hits me, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm no, it could work. It could <laughs> you know? work. It could work. I've got what yeah, if? So I like I like the theory that Demix is one of is like the prompto of Azora's crew, and I think uh, our boy Sonny Novus uh, touched on that quite a bit. That that one. I one here's the thing. I, I like, like that theory. I like that theory a lot, mm -hmm. but I have to wonder why he wasn't in the party in the Verum Rex commercial. They could, didn't want to show. I don't know. But are, are they going to do parties party of five? Abducted. Because, like, that would be my question. Is it going to be a maybe party of how, five? Maybe that's how Xehanort found out about unreality. I mean, through Demix? Like, uh, that'd be cool. Through Demix and Luxor. I mean, how he got there, uh, I don't know. You know, so, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, there's still... They all will be revealed. Uh, Gummy Phone asks, what if Ava needed a new body, and that's why Lushu took Scald? Um... Even if that were the case, they can make vessels now. Uh, both sides kind of really had the knowledge for that one. And if that were the case, then when they had that vacant vessel that like Demix was shopping around, uh, Lushu would have just jacked that vessel and used that instead. Um, but that's a good question. Let's see. 
I'm trying to make sure we get to all these before we wrap it up. I, I like this. Brady says, I'd ra- I don't know what he's referring to, but I'd rather there be never be an answer than an unsatisfying answer. And yes, yes. I 100% agree. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Like if, I don't know, man, getting an answer to something in a narrative that just doesn't sit right is like, it ultimately kind of changes how I feel about like certain like games or movies or whatever. You know, like if I don't like the ending of like a game, I'm never gonna play that game again. Yeah, and I won't. And I won't think about it. I won't. I won't end up thinking about it much. Um, Here's an interesting point. I and I'm glad this person's asking this question because I want to get into this a little bit. Jessica James says, "What if the original timeline where the Guardians died is still intact, and Quadratum is the world Xehanort wanted to create?" Existing alongside the alternate timeline, Sora created with the nature taboo. Here's just a personal opinion I have with Kingdom Hearts. I actually think that's a pretty cool idea. I could, I, I, I could see it working, but here's just a personal Kingdom Hearts opinion I have. You know what I love about Kingdom Hearts? For all the bullshit where people say it's confusing and convoluted, da, 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 it's one timeline. One time, And I think it should stay that way. I really think it should stay that way because it's funny. I've spoken to some friends and like they're like, "Oh, this game." They were. I'm not gonna say what they were talking about because I don't want to start a whole other discourse. But like, oh, now this game is gonna do a bunch of alternate timelines. What is this, Kingdom Hearts? And I took a, I took a lot of joy in being like, Kingdom Hearts. There's is one, one timeline. There's one timeline in Kingdom Hearts, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're just like, what? And you know, wouldn't you know it? That person's never played the games. They just kind of took Twitter discourse I mean, and ran you know, with we, it. We have, we have prequels and prequels to this prequels, but it's not, we have, it's all so one time. It's all one chronology. And there's something about that. I really like, I feel like the book of prophecies doesn't matter if there's a bunch of alternate timelines and universes. Cause then it's like, Oh, this is just one book and one prophecy. It's not the book of prophecies. Right. Yeah. See, so we got a final fantasy 10 joke in here. Okay. Wouldn't get it. Haven't played FF10 yet. You going to? Dude, you have to. You, I, I haven't played it since I was a kid. I, you put up a post that you're gonna be replaying it. I'm gonna be replaying it this year too. So maybe we could do an FF10 episode one of these days. Oh, I, I've never played FF10. I'll be playing it for my first time. Dude, it is legitimately <laughs> a top tier Final Fantasy. That's what everyone's saying. Top tier. Like, <laughs> and like it's. Like. Oh, dude, it's just so good. And it's yeah, ri- yeah. it's written as a mythology. Like, all the Final yeah. Fantasies are kind of written that way, but 10 really goes for it. Okay, all right. And it's I'm very character-driven, it. too, which always makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, I think all Final Fantasy, at least all the ones that I've played. I haven't played all of them, but the ones that I've played have been kind of like that, which is sweet. You know? You know, for real? <laughs> for real five a lot recently i'm saying for real a lot more <laughs> and in a very specific voice than i ever would have in my oh yeah life. ryuji is the man okay we are going to be wrapping this up soon everybody so i i will ask that we uh halt some questions uh i've got this one from just a waffle one last question will sora's mom come to dinner for eating it when I, I really should like read them before I read them, but I'm gonna finish this for good humor. <laughs> for eating it when all to dinner and all the trouble for waiting for dinner. Okay, here, let's take that to the next level here. I think this will be a good way to kind of end this podcast a little bit. Did she prepare a dinner every single night and and hoping that Sora's gonna come back one day 
and <laughs> well, you know, are, are we setting up a villain origin story here? Well, well, now this is what I wanted to ask. Okay. Do you think parents ever come back into play? Because, you know, you had Sora's mom mentioned in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I understand if maybe that was a one-off thing, but in Birth by Sleep, they talk about Riku's dad, you know? And then when you look at Kingdom Hearts 2, like, Kairi clearly has a normal life where she goes to school and has homework and all of that. And they even bring up, like, a that. mayor, yep. a mayor in Kingdom Hearts 1, mm -hmm. like, you know? And so, um, like, yeah, the girls that talk about Kairi, young Sora and Riku, at the mayor's house, right? Um... Honestly, I don't think I, I'm like they don't need parents don't need to come back into play. I don't think there's no need for them to, you know. I don't know because if you ask me, I mean, listen, I, I look. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it, but I do understand we can only get like the contrary to popular belief. Square is made of finite resources, and they can't be dishing out. Like, cutscenes cost millions of dollars, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I'd rather those millions of dollars get advocated towards Roxas and Shion than, right. than yeah. roping Riku's dad back in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No but but uh, it appears as though we have reached the end of the questions. Guys, I'm, very, I'm sorry if any questions slip through the cracks. You know we do our best here. Um, so, but I do appreciate everybody asking their questions, taking part in this discussion. This was a good time. Andy, uh, before I wrap us up here, do you have any final thoughts about Anson the Wise, the future of Kingdom Hearts? Just, just anything, anything oh, to sign us off here. I'm excited, man. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Uh, I know the, uh, 20th anniversary is coming up March. Which is crazy. Crazy um, to think about. Um, yep. There's the KH20 event that's happening uh, in Dallas. Yes. That's like pretty crazy. Austin. I thought it was Austin. Austin? I, it's somewhere in Texas. <laughs> I have a ticket. I got to read what it says. You know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, there's a lot of things uh, happening. I'm very excited. I mean, you know, we'll know more, I guess, in March, whatever that looks like, whether we get, uh, gosh, I mean, I'm hoping Dark Red stuff will be up before that, but whether it's like an, uh, a new game announcement or whatever. Um, dude, I'm excited, man. Kingdom Hearts is at its most interesting it's ever been. Um, I think these characters, you know, where these characters go, whether it be Anson the Wise, Naminé, um, Ventus, whatever, uh, I think, you know, I think I'm really hoping that we get, uh, kind of like some fresh content with a lot of these characters if that makes sense yeah like just kind of see them seeing them in not even just in their element but just kind of again inter like we said earlier like seeing them interact with like other characters that maybe they never interacted with before uh maybe ha again having anson the wise take nominee under her wing i love that idea so much that would be amazing that would be like the final thing for like to bring his redemption maybe a little like full circle is just to you know actually apologize to nominee but also like you've mentor her and pass something on to her yeah yeah so um i'm 
excited, man. That's all I gotta say. Hell yeah. Well, listen, I uh, wanna give a big shout out to everybody who too did. Big shout out to you, Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look in the episode descriptions, you will find links to all of Andy's profile, his YouTube channel, his Twitch channel, his Twitter. You gotta follow this man. He's one of the best streamers in the game. Always a joy to watch. If you're interested in Persona 5 Royal, he's streaming that now, among other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, the future of Kingdom Hearts is bright. Uh, I, I'm so excited for any sort of announcements that we can get this year. Uh, KH20 looks to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it, it, look, they've got big plans for this series, and they've made that very clear. Uh, especially, we've seen it since Kingdom Hearts 3 dropped with all the content we've got. But this was a good time. I want to thank again everybody who came out. I want to give another special thank you to the Sages of the Lodge. Uh, for everything that they do. And if you want to become a Sage of the Lodge, there's a link in the episode description. I don't need to tell you that again. But anyway, listen, if you're on Twitch, please stick around for the raid. YouTube doesn't have a function like that yet, so don't you worry, people on YouTube. Feel free to leave at your own leisure. Uh, but yeah, oh, let's let's go hit Josh. We're going to go hit Josh. Yes, I was going to suggest Josh, but I'm, I'm, let's do it. <laughs> so everybody stick around. Please, again, Sage of the Lodge, a lot of love for you. YouTube channel members, the Twitch subscribers, all of you. Thank you all so much. Lots of love. Going to be coming back with some more content. We're streaming Legend of Zelda tomorrow. We're streaming Neo on Saturday. We're streaming Kingdom Hearts on Sunday. And then we're going to try and come back at you. Oh, we're doing Neo, baby. And I'm going to come back guys, at you guys with some more Kingdom Hearts theories and Final Fantasy theories. Ah, we so might. He's crushing it. We're trying, baby. We're all trying. Man, sub to this man. He deserves all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, that we are out. Thanks again, Andy.